and welcome back to the show. It's it's been a while since I did one of these, and and that's mainly because I'm very busy. I not only have the releases sort of been kind of poor, but um, the vinyl end has been pretty slow as well, and I've been kind of too busy to sort of sit down and you know. Sh- go through what I've been listening to or anything like that it's Christmas um it's it's too busy man it's too busy however I do have a a sort of special episode today it's my top everything essentially I'm going to be going through what my favorites of the year were as far as music of course I'm also going to say what I thought was really cool as far as vinyl reissues Um, So not only am I going to discuss my favourite sort of artists of the year, the ones I thought sort of killed it um, in 2018, but also just the sort of what's been happening in real life, not not that internet stuff. You know, we want to be talking about the physical, as I always do on this show. I'm so happy you can join me for this today. I'm going to be drinking... I'm actually going to be drinking orange juice this morning. I already have my coffee. That's pretty bad on me. But what I find is when I'm doing a 30-minute show, my coffee tends to uh, get cold, and I don't really have, like, an assistant to replace it for me. So I'm just going to be drinking orange juice. Get that vitamin. Get, get the, just get liquid into my body. It's good for you. Stay hydrated. Shout out to Liam, the music reviewer, by the way. Okay, enough rambling. Let's go on with the show. So let's just straight up kick this off with my um, my favorite reissues of the year. Now, um, there's a mix here, so there's something for everybody. Not, you know, not that I'm trying to sell you anything, but I always think that it's it's good to have a mixed bag of things. So um, I let's just kick it off with me sort of cheating, but not really. Um, there's the the Prince piano and microphone sort of lost album, um, which I thought was fantastic. I listened to so much, and I mentioned it in a past, you know, in a previous show. That's great if you haven't listened to that sit down with it you know because it's a very personal record um even if he sort of didn't mean it to be it's kind of how it sort of has you know sort of come out um the, at nine john coltrane the lost album the lost album that was released this year and which i wasn't too hyped about because i thought well you know lost albums they tend to just be lost for a reason you know um great musicians such as coltrane would never have sort of just sort of forgotten about this record. But no, I mean, this is one of my favorite Coltrane records of all time at this point. I'm, I'm sad it doesn't have a name. I'm sad it was never released. I'm very happy to see it in a physical sort of position. I don't have it yet, but I do plan on getting it. There's a lot of, as you'll see, there's a lot of reissues here that I um, that I still need to, to get. Anyway, fantastic album. Um, at eight, Swerve Driver's Rays. 
my favourite Swerve Driver album, and, and and probably my only Swerve Driver record that I probably own. Um, it's still fantastic. Uh, I discovered it this year um, out of pure curiosity of the sort of shoegaze, you know, era, um, and Swerve Driver really did it so well just on this one record. I think it's an essential shoegaze album. Um, so if you're getting into that kind of stuff, hit up Swerve Driver Rays. I, I do think it's a great album. At seven, I'm throwing in the White Album just because it is the White Album, the Beatles, of course, the self-titled Beatles album, better known as the White Album. And, and it, it the, the new mix sounds fantastic. I do, I you know, I don't own this new mix. However, I own an original um, from 1968, I own the sort of third pressing, but it sounds just the same. I've, I've heard the first pressing too, and, and, you know, they both sound great. I, I do prefer the original sound, but the new mix is fantastic. I also think that the extras that you get, uh, are fantastic. You can get this all in a box set, um, which I probably won't ever buy, but I've, you know, I've listened to them through, uh, streaming services and it was really nice for them to put put the entire thing on streaming services so that was a lot of fun at six there's the beta band or the beta band depending on how you want to say they're three eps they're sort of um to me the the greatest works and when you put them together are three separate identities but ones you know th that you can really sit down and listen to all the way through you know these are such f fun records and really progressive i think for what they were trying to do it's like this sort of folk psyche you know you know the sort of fusion um and it really really is ahead of its time so go and check those out if you are interested in that sort of thing and number five um opeth's watershed uh, which is one of my favorite Opeth albums. I don't have many, but this is this is <laughs> this because it gets a bit rocky sometimes. I mean, I find that with a lot of metal bands, but Opeth with Watershed, I think, hit like a perfect middle for me. Um, it may even be my second, you know, at a, at a massive push first, you know, album by Opeth, you know, my favorite. Um, that's that's a really really good progressive metal album so go and check that out if you're interested in prog metal i suppose um at four it's the heads with the sort of very funnily titled everybody knows we got nowhere um as i i mentioned is it's ironic because i mean they didn't really get anywhere as a band they're sort of you know forgotten if you will um, all, all never even noticed in the first place. It's crazy how these even got reissued, uh, because of how sort of small the heads are as a far, you know, as a far as you know, as, as part of history and music. But um, when I found them, I was amazed at their sort of noisy psyche sound, uh, their sort of lack of interest in in cutting anything down in their music. It's just raw music. Um, and it doesn't hold back, and I love that about the Heads, and they've, they've become one of my sort of favorite sort of cult bands, even though they didn't release a lot of music. Um, 
everything I've heard from them is fantastic. And this album is truly their sort of masterpiece, if you will. Um, it, it's definitely worth checking out. I've mentioned the heads a couple of times in the past, whether it's on this show or whether it's on the podcast with uh, Not Real Music, Ryan. Uh, but it's 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 a phenomenal record. Their second record also got, uh, not that, well, I think, it, I, I can't remember the, the, the sort of length of their discography, but RKT, I suppose Wrecked, got a three LP reissue this year as well. That's fantastic. I don't own it, but I, um, it's on my list. It's on my list, so they're both great. A shout out to the Grinder Man at three. Grinder, the second Grinder Man album, or is it the? I think no, I think it's the first album. Yeah, it's the first Grinder Man album, uh, which is Nick Cave at its horniest, but also one of his sort of best songwriting albums. Um, I truly love that record. At two, Swans soundtrack for the blind which got a 4LP release along with a sort of I guess like an LP or EP side note that was sort of sang entirely in German I believe I, I didn't pick that up I've never heard of it but the soundtracks for the blind is one of my favorite Swans albums uh, just purely for the length of anything I, I think it pulls off so much but yet sort of is very cohesive within these four LPs um, so that, that's worth checking out. It's quite expensive because it is a 4LP and it came all the way from U the US, obviously. Um, but it's it's a great album and it, just go and listen to it if you can. Uh, at number one, I'm sort of cheating here because this didn't get a sort of worldwide release. This is a Vinyl Me Please exclusive. If, you, if you've ever heard of Vinyl Me Please, they do the exclusives, you know, exclusive records, records of the month. And this was their um, their jazz, soul, hip-hop of the month. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, and it was Miles Davis's Sorcerer, which is, without a doubt, one of my favourite Miles Davis records. Um, I love this record to bits. I, any, any time I will listen to this record, I'll sit down. It eases me into, you know, the morning or, you know, the evening any point I can listen to this record because it's it truly is the mood music it's like Miles Davis's best mood music um, and I, I kind of feel like it was just purely made for that it, it's there's something about it that just gets me every time kind of you know in the same vein as kind of blue um, and I think that I think it's just one of his best records personally um, and that got a shout out to vinyl we please I mean that you know they reissued it on a, a beautiful purple vinyl it came in a really really nice sleeve too a sort of replica of you know the the first pressing um but the sleeve is solid cardboard it just feels nice in your hand it's got this glossy finish um I love that reissued to death I'm going to be playing it uh, a lot um and you can't actually get Sorcerer very easily anyway um around on vinyl so I think it was needed and I'm glad vinyl me please got to do that so reissues this year have been fantastic um I'm excited to see what comes out of next year and I think we can move on now I think we can move on to the next list so my favorite albums of the year 
Now, I'm not going to be going through every record I enjoyed. There is, I've sort of narrowed it down to 100. <laughs> and it sort of keeps growing as I sort of go back and listen to some, you know, records I missed. But I want to go through my sort of maybe top 20, top 30, you know, sort of go through, you know, uh, at least you know, my favorite, my true favorites, the ones I keep returning to. So we have a, a, a bunch of sort of, not honorable mentions, but these are further down the list. And, and I'll, I'll let you know when we sort of get into the top 10, I suppose, or top 20. So shout out to the Christian Klein compilation. That's, a, that's a, some beautiful electronic music, really calming, really chill. The Jeff Rosenstock record Post, which unfortunately I haven't returned to very much and I bet you there's a reason why but <laughs> but um I remember loving it and you know I can't leave it off this list because I did play it a hell of a lot at the start of the year the Florence and the Machine record I thought it was her most stripped back record what I truly would have wanted from her and it's fantastic I played that a lot throughout the year the audiobooks record, Now in a Minute, what a weird and wonderful record and truly one of the most underrated albums of the year. Speaking of underrated albums, we have Marie Davidson's Working Class Woman. Shout out to Rick the Lie, by the way, the, the music reviewer on YouTube, a great friend of mine, but also he shouted this out on his underrated albums of the year and, and I totally agree. I think this is um, some solid, minimalistic electronic but it's powerful it's sort of you know the working class woman title really fits it you know it's um it has a concept behind it and i think it does it justice the kamasi washington album which i have to shout out um i um, yeah okay it may be a bit too long but do i ever sort of find anything you know specifically wrong with the album no i you know i can listen to it in full whilst i'm doing other stuff and i never go oh well i don't really like this bit or you know this bit goes on you know a bit too much um and yes in the grand scheme of things it's long it may be a bit too long however i just don't feel it the majority of the time if that makes any sense uh the voids album virtue a lot of fun I, I, I'm a big Julian Casablancas fan. I think he's fantastic. Denzel Curry, um, Taboo was the album name. I never written down. I think it is. Um, one of my favorite hip-hop records of the year. There weren't many, unfortunately. Uh, Father John Misty's God's Favorite Customer. I returned to that record a lot. I think I initially gave it a seven, but I'd probably give it an eight. Um, at this point, just because I return to it so much. <laughs> the Quelly Chris album and Jean Grey, both of those involved in this project. A album I maybe expected more from. Her, however, it delivered. Um, and it didn't deliver to my standards, but I think it, it, it did really, you know, bring out the best of these two artists. And I want to see more from them. The Bodyhead album, The Switch. Kim Gordon still has it. Kim Gordon, she still got it. Sonic Youth, one of my favorite bands, but 
this body head um god that, that album it's just a sort of noisy moody you know instrumental piece with every now and again you'll get kim's her gro you know sort of groggy vocals over it um what a fantastic album uh, and truly underrated no not enough people talking about that uh we do have the christine and the queens album which i liked a lot i thought there was a lot of bangers in there but also lyrical themes that i felt were um that i felt were interest you know talked about in a a very interesting way i think the way she words her records can be a bit weird but um i do think that that is the sort of point to her i do think that's her her grab you know um, but shout out to christine and the queens the mgmt album from earlier this year little dark age i mean just bop after bop i return to this every now and again i'm like yeah this is just a solid record Maybe their best, in my opinion. The Confidence Man album, which another underrated record here. Um, again, bop after bop, but does it in this sort of LCD sound system fashion, uh, but separates itself a lot from that. I think it does very well to to sort of you know you know dissociate itself with perhaps their biggest influence. The Sleep the Sciences album, obviously, this is a sleep album. It's gonna kill. It's gonna slap. You're gonna you're gonna feel something with a sleep album, and this, for me personally, may even be their the sort of second best album. Obviously, Dope Smoker. Nothing will ever truly come close to that album, but um, the Sciences, I think, does a really really good job and uh, pushes the band out a, a little bit. The Against All Logic album, which um, even though people try and tell me, you know, they don't see the, the point in it. Every time someone says that, I go back to it and I'm just, I just love it every time. Uh, I can't help it. I just think it's a fantastic album. Um, I have put the John Coltrane Lost album here uh, just because it, it is the John Coltrane Lost album. It's a fantastic record. I think if it was released millions of years ago, then people would be talking about it uh, way more in, you know, in the sense of great albums in his discography. Uh, the Mitski album, which I continually sort of battle myself with on the score of this record. I initially gave it an eight, but now I'm, every time I go back to it, I think, oh, maybe this is, Maybe this is a closer to a nine, you know? Her songwriting is just so fantastic. She's she's one of the best songwriters out there right now. Um, and she, she has a weird way of songwriting. You know, it doesn't catch you at first. But you really have to give it a, a couple of listens. Um, perhaps in the same fashion as you'd watch Blade Runner, you know? You watch it first, you don't catch certain things. And you go, well, I don't understand. Um, I think Mitski's music has the same effect. I think you do have to go back for a second listen so shout out to Mitski I love her so now we're in the top 10 we're in the top 10 now um at number 10 I have to give a shout out to the Arctic Monkeys new album Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino I just think it was a fantastic step for someone who will unfortunately just be forever remembered as a indie rock band um, I think that Alex Turner steps out of his comfort zone more often than people think. 
and is inspired by the strangest of things. Um, to call this band an indie band anymore is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it's a shame, truly, because this album is one of their best in their discography. The Idols album, I have to put here, I think purely because, at number nine, sorry, at number nine would be the, uh, the Idols album, I think purely because of the um, the heavy political notions of this record, but also the way they tw- they sort of twist them on their heads. Um, I think they're bringing a completely new meaning to punk rock, to punk music. What does punk mean? I think idols are shaping that very nicely and sort of flipping it over, you know, of expectations. And I think that's kind of what our generation's about, isn't it? It's sort of about flipping expectations over, and we've done that so many times now. That's kind of what I love about a generation, and I think idols encapsulate that really well on this bit of music. Um, at eight, we have the Sons of Kemet album. Oof. Oh, this Sons of Kemet album. Um, jazz record of the year, no doubt. There are no doubts about it being the jazz record of the year. Um, it's just so heavy. It's just so hard-hitting and powerful, political. Um, I love this record, and every time I put it on, it's just an experience all the way through. Appreciated so much. Um, eight. Um, wait, am I even counting here? Ten, nine. Seven. <laughs> seven. I'm so sorry. Seven. Don't know what happened with me there, but let's get back on track. The Cassie Headrest album. Um the the Twin Fantasy sort of remaster or redo is so much better than its predecessor. Um I, I do like the original, but this one just sounds much better. Um, and, you know, the, the, I mean, the writing, the, the sort of instrumentals, they, you know, they're all the same. Nothing which has, has changed in the, you know, the gears of this record that, you know, the, the sort of what makes it good. It's just a better production. Um, it may, it truly makes it into a much, much more listenable record than the original. Um, at number six, I got the number right this time. I'm sorry to everybody. It's the Jack White album. I have to give the Jack White album props because I couldn't stand it at first. I thought it was one of the worst records I'd heard in a long time. Until I I put it in my ears. So I've been listening to it, you know, in the sh- in the shop just just through like speakers and it couldn't it couldn't sort of I just couldn't figure out what was, you know, I I couldn't hear all of it. I couldn't truly hear all of it. And then one day I just, I put it in my headphones whilst I was waiting for the train and it just hit me. It just, like that, like it just clicked. And I thought, wow, this is a, this is a fucking great record. This is a really, really great album. And it, it does put Jack in a new perspective now because before he was this bluesy, you know, oh, I only work with guitars, sort of guy. Um, now, 
uh, he has he's starting to use all of these new instruments and the band is using new instruments and he's bringing so much stuff into it. And it's, you know, he's again, he's progressing like a true the, the true artist he is. He's, he's progressing. And that's who Jack White is to me. And he's I think he's finally reached that after his sort of, you know, period after the White Stripes where he was just a kind of blues rocky guy. Um, at five, it's the Parquet Courts album. Um, it's a, it's the best punk album of the year. If you want to even call it punk, I do think it has a softer sound. Um, but again, this is another band who are progressing what it means to be punk. Um, the political references in this album are so so full of depth. Things you you could listen to this album and not even think it's very political. I think if you just listen to the flow, the you know the the sort of instruments and the, just the flow of his voice, the lead singer's voice and and the guitars, I think that you could easily miss. You know, you could miss what is true actually being said here. So I think that's fantastic. Um, it's one of my favorite albums of the year, of course. Uh, number four, uh, JPEG Mafia's record veteran which was my number one for so so long um and you know i still think it's really it's my favorite hip-hop record of the year um the production on this is next to none nobody's doing this kind of stuff um you know can people can compare it peggy to death grips but but i don't think death grips have um the the intricacy of 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 JP Matthews beats. Now, not to say Death Grips don't have intricate beats, they certainly do, but I think um Peggy comes from a sort of more bedroom uh hip hop sort of section. You know, like he made all of these on on just his Mac in his room and it feels like it feels very tight, it feels very claustrophobic. Whereas I think Death Grips are a bit bigger than that, you know, a wider sound. So shout out to JPEG Mafia, I think he's he's doing you know, the, the, he's he's making some of my 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 favorite hip hop right now. Um, great album. And number three, it's the Daughters album, the classic Daughters album that was given a ten by Anthony Fantano. I wouldn't give it a ten, uh, but I I do think it is fantastic all the way through, and I really couldn't stop listening to it for ages. Uh, since it came out, um, it's just heavy, man. It's just a, it's, it's a really, really solid noise rock, um, if not better than a solid noise rock album, you know, uh, you, you going into it, you're going to get a noise rock outfit playing noise rock. But, um, I think there's a few twists and turns that you will appreciate if you're, if, you know, if you're a noise rock fan. And number two, it's maybe one of the more controversial picks here. It's the Lemon Twigs album, um, Go to School, which is is so catchy. It's so goddamn catchy. It's so poorly produced that I think it makes it even better. Um, I Unfortunately, I don't see, see this being a cult album in the future. But I think for me... It's always going to be in my heart as 
the second best album of 2018. Um, there's too much I like about this album. I can't go too much into detail because we have to wrap the show up. But um, it's catchy. It's fun. It's very, very self-produced. It features Todd Rundgren. One of, you know, one of my favorite songwriters um, of all time, probably. And it's ridiculous. Give it a go if you haven't heard it. You probably won't like it. And that's unfortunate. But that's how things go. And number one, my favorite album of the year. <laughs> what I would probably consider a perfect album from a, an artist that I've loved for so long. And now is the Julia Halter Aviary album. Not only can I not put this in words as to how much I love this album, but I, I couldn't even I couldn't even put this record in a you know in a sentence. I couldn't pin anything on it. I just have to tell you to go and listen to it for yourself. Um, what I will say is that Julia Halter, in my opinion, is the best artist of the 2010s. She has put out enough records for me to say that now, enough great records for me to say that. She is truly, um, I think, you know, I think she should be remembered as the the one of the greats, one of the greats of our generation. Um and that's truly all I have to say on Avery. Go and listen to it for yourself. And enjoy. You're welcome. And I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say on the year. Let's uh let's get to ending the show, unfortunately. So yes, it's the end of the show, unfortunately. I'm very glad that you could uh, join me. And I hope you've had a wonderful year. I've had a great year. I think this has been my my best year. And I, I, I think I can top it in 2019. And hopefully I can top it by making these weekly as much as possible. And getting better. Um, I do love sitting down. But at the moment, my life is too hectic for me to, you know, make scripts and, and make this, you know, a lot more interesting than it can be. I just wanted to give you my favorite albums of the year. Um, so thank you so much for a incredible year. Everybody who has made it incredible, you've all been fantastic. Um, thank you to my friends, especially, who have been so kind to me and welcoming. Um, I, you know, I love you all. This show is dedicated to you. It would never exist without you. I wouldn't sort of have the confidence to sit down and um, thank you so much for supporting me. So, great year. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we have to end the show here. But have a Merry Christmas. I hope you get the records you wanted. See you next year.